everyone, and welcome to an invincible episode of Zingness. You got me, Omni Zinger. Uh, you got me, Roberg. Oh, I like that, like that. And we are joined by a special guest today to discuss this invincible-sized episode. Yeah, I'm um, um, Monster Nick. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. I nailed, I nailed that. If you can't tell, I'm so confident right now. <laughs> well, it is great to have you on, Nick. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the podcast you are you also do with friend of the show, David Luzader. Oh, David, David, David. Yeah. Um, so I, so I co-host a podcast called Hit Me One More Time. Uh, it's a nostalgia reflection podcast where we look at the things we loved when we were young and see if they still hold up today. I'm saying that like verbatim. But I think it's been repeated so many times. It's just there in my head. Uh, yeah. So I mean, stuff like. Um, whether it's like old cartoons or toys or movies or comics or what, like anything from childhood, really. Usually TV shows and movies are obviously like the easier thing to, to, to be able to revisit. Um, but we, we've had a variety of guests um, from different age groups and such. So we've like the last time, the last episode we just did, uh, that's not out yet, um, but it was like Creature from the Black Lagoon, which was from like 1956. So we've done that. We've done stuff from the 90s, 80s, so on and so forth. So we really, we're happy to cover a wide range uh, of topics, uh, both with ourselves and with our guests. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I both enjoyed the episode and now fear uh, going back and playing Ocarina of Time now. So I'm <laughs> fingers crossed for a true remake of it because... I, I, I have super rose-tinted glasses, and I do agree with you guys. The game felt bigger and longer when I was younger, and then when I kind of you know played it when I was a little bit older, I'm like, huh, this world is kind of small and rinky-dink. So. Very, very rinky-dink. But the, the remaster on um, DS, like I, I went back and played like an N64 version of it, and I was like, oof, this is uh, rough. But I mean, like <laughs> the, the, the 3DS remake was a lot closer to what was in my head. So yeah. if they do I do a remake, that. it'll probably be better better for everyone maybe all right um on that note before we continue eric controversial opinion real quick favorite zelda game mm. as our nintendo oh, my, nerd my favorite zelda game is breath of the wild it's like one of my favorite games of all time period mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh also on that note um before we continue e3 is over with we will be doing our e3 episode soon but eric um switch pro pro watch where are we at uh still no talk of it so uh where we were last time <laughs> uh chrono cross remake watch uh the chrono series is dead is there, was there has there been talk of a remake for chrono cross because like we, i would i would be no way i said no. uh, chrono trigger or chrono cross sorry i was thinking of either um, so you said you said cross but i trigger is my favorite game of all time and true. again that series is dead to square enix i think it's just final fantasy dragon quest and then crappy marvel games well in our continuing effort on zingness we <laughs> want to make sure to be the hype train that will be the first ones to be like wait there's a remake coming and it will be heard here first yes. uh, the studios themselves will be very confused but on that note we need to get back to some <laughs> invincible discussion so we will definitely be talking about the hit series on amazon and the powerful meme generator that is invincible the adult animated superhero streaming show on amazon but first i want to go over the fact that it was based of course on a comic uh written by robert kirkman 
which debuted in January of 2003 and concluded in February of 2018 for a total of 146 issues, which at the moment, Eric, where are you at with that? I know you are powering through those compendiums. I am. I'm about a third of the way through compendium three. Um, I'm trying to remember what issue that was. Roughly issue 120, but I can't remember exactly. And you started this around the time that Invincible, like the final, well, the eighth episode of the first season. So the last episode. Yeah, of the first it season. was. Yeah, it was. It was tore. It was like there were a couple episodes left of this first season of the show when I was like, all right, I need to. I want to read the the comics, and then I started. Then it took me a while to get to the first compendium. The second one I plowed through in less than a week. Uh, and then I just got the third one a couple of days ago and I'm, I'm making good progress on it. So for, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, I want, I want to keep reading, but I'm going to be sad because I know that once this is done, it's done. All right. Awesome. Uh, Nick, what is your relationship with the invincible comic? Well, we dated for a bit in high school and it just didn't, you know, it didn't go well. As <laughs> relationships, you know, are to be. Uh, no, actually, I came into Invincible late. I I get to say that I was I, I, I read Invincible before it was cool, but not like super cool because I still probably came around. What was it doing? So basically, I think I also like binged the first maybe 75 maybe closer i think i was coming in fairly close to issue 100 maybe maybe like 10 or so before that which would be the number like 90 there you go Math. so around um, compendium around two. i i would i would say um and then after that i started picking them up in single issues uh and then reading all the way through the unfortunate finale because i i do i do miss it um so so it's been a while uh, i did reread the first 12 issues prior to coming on here just mm-hmm. to refresh especially compared to be able to compare it to the tv show um, which i've also seen all of but um so i do have a history with invincible uh it was it's definitely a series that uh you know david who we've mentioned i maybe he thinks it's a joke but like we do frequently or i frequently bring up like have you read invincible yet uh, and to this date, he still has not, or at least he hasn't continued reading it. Uh, and it hurts me more than it hurts him, I think. But that's how it goes. So I, I'm shame, shame on David, by the way. I, everyone, yeah, shame totally. him. Um, shame. So I would like to say that my knowledge of this, the the comic of it, is about. I started around the same point Eric did. So very recently involving watching the show and being like, I want more immediately of Mm -hmm. this. Um, I was vaguely aware of the existence of like the character design, but that's it. Like I, I I knew there was a character that had that costume and that existed and that was not Marvel or DC. So that was my knowledge, but um, I'm without spoiling stuff. Stuff. I am probably halfway through Compendium 2, and there's about to be a invasion of sorts. Yes. After a certain person has shown up for conquest <clears> of <throat> Earth. Yeah. I'm trying to be vague, but at the same time, let people <laughs> in the know know. Like I said, I don't want to go into spoilers yet, but that was my familiarity with the 
comic as of now. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I am familiar with a lot of stuff that does happen later on because I am a horrible person at keeping secrets from myself. So I accidentally YouTube some stuff that told me things. So on that note, Nick, I'm going to hit you again real quick. What was ah. your thoughts on the um, the show announcement or you know your first viewing of the show? I'm going to go with that first since you have the most knowledge prior to seeing the show. Because me and Eric came into this as fresh young individuals that were like, what is this? And <laughs> we're very quickly yeah. like, what is this? Well, first off, welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> Great club to be in. <laughs> I'd like to say it's a very open and inviting club, but I've literally talked to no one else. So... <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with us. Um, um, yeah, so I, I, I want to say that for a, a long time prior to the the announcement announcement, there had been rumblings of an invincible something or other outside of the comic being developed. So it had always been kind of primed in my mind. So, I mean, to, to sum up, I guess, my response when it turned out it was very official was, hey, that's cool, um, which isn't very bombastic, but... Um, <laughs> It still feels like one of those things where, like, the comic itself, I mean, it's over now, right? But there was there was a period, and I don't know, you might not be familiar with this, but, like, the comic was late a lot. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. was also this feeling of, like, will it ever will, will it ever continue? Will it ever end? Just because there were such long periods between certain issues. Uh, and they did get a pretty good handle on it, I think, in the, in the later the later times. But um, so for me, it's like, oh, cool, an Invincible show. I'll believe it when I see it. Um <laughs> So yeah, when when the show finally did drop, I I want to say I I probably watched the first episode at least within like the weekend that it it dropped, um, and um, I had I had a good time. Awesome. Um, so mine and Eric's introduction to this show would be uh, I kept on seeing ads for it, and I was sitting here one day, and I want to say it was the first four episodes were available because they did this weekly, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there, and I'm like. I'm sitting here at my desk. I was working on something. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch one episode of this because I keep seeing stuff for it. So I'm like, I'm going to check it out. I'm like, I, I, have, I have no reason not to. It seems good. I just haven't had the time and whatnot. So I sat down, sat back, turned it on, watching it, watching it, eyebrow raised, watching it, watching it, eyebrow raised, and then get to the end of the first episode. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm hooked. Let's do this. And... Uh, powered through like four episodes, just bam, 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 watched them. And then we're sitting there like, I got to wait till Friday. Like what's going on? <laughs> and then I was talking to Eric about it and I'm like, dude, have you checked this out? Have you, have, have you? I mean, I sat probably sounded like somebody on like strung out and like completely. Cause I was like, dude, you got to check this out. And Eric's like, oh, okay. Oh, well actually Eric, what were you well, like in response? So, so, so it wasn't just you this because I guess you watched it like sometime during the week. Cause we have our Friday night smash crew. Uh, and we were sitting there playing Smash Brothers, and we were just talking about stuff. And you were like, "Or no, I think so. I think maybe like Goobs or someone else had been like, you know, oh, you know, I just checked out that Invincible show on Amazon." And then you chimed in. You're like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" And I had been seeing uh, ads for it as well. Like every time I turned on my Amazon Fire Stick, it would just kind of be like the top thing. And I and I had heard of Invincible. I had seen the design. I did not realize. I was thinking it was some sort of like DC spinoff. It looked like I was like, oh, that looks like Young Blue Beetle or something. I I didn't know it was part of Image Comics, which I wasn't that familiar with anyway. Like I knew Savage Dragon. I knew Spawn. I didn't really know much about the rest of the the comics or anything like that or the in that universe. 
So I kind of was like, okay, well, y'all are, y'all are talking it up pretty good. And we finished like early that night. So I remember as soon as that was done, I watched the first episode and uh, same thing. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Uh, this is really good. Oh my God. It got to the, it got to the end of that first episode. And I was like, well, looks like I'm not going to bed right now. So I, uh, I definitely watched at least one more episode. And then I think I watched the other two that were available at that time, like the next day. And then it was that painful, painful wait. And then I think it was just like, I think it was within that first week I was talking to some one of the people who had suggested it that night and I was like they were like you really need to read the comics so that's when I immediately I got the first compendium and then yeah there we go from here it, it was it was probably me because I picked up the first compendium very quickly because I was like I need yeah. more of this I want more mm-hmm. of this immediately like it it was and, and I can definitely say it was I I had to wait to watch that actually hurts that would have been episode five so it was around April first to april 8th was when i like got hooked on it and was like i need more mm-hmm. of this um phenomenal show we, we keep hinting at the end of episode one so i guess i'm gonna pull the if you haven't seen this show yet you don't want stuff spoiled stop listening come back after you've watched at least the first episode so nick I'm going to throw you in front of an Omni-Man. You want to um, oh tell gosh. us like your thoughts and what happened at the end of episode one? Uh, I would, but now I'm dead. Just uh, to be clear. <laughs> to be clear, uh, that is correct. But then some weirdo college kid turned me into like a cyborg war machine. So while I, uh, I'll, share, I'll share my opinion now, as sophisticated as I am. Um and uh, while I was making those jokes, I completely forgot the question you were asking. <laughs> Could you repeat it, please? Um, <laughs> end of end of episode one. We 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 keep hinting at like yes. that was a like whoa moment. Yeah. So it, your your so your it, thoughts as a I, reader. I knew I, I knew it was coming at some point, right? I figured that the first season, eight episodes, it was going to roughly encompass the first twelve issues of of the the comic. Um, and in, in, in the comics, that the the moment, the moment that we keep talking about, act, happened moment. in issue six. So in my mind, like I didn't really, I figured like maybe it would happen like in a two, three episodes or something. Boom! No, happens at the end of the first episode in sort of like the stinger uh, section. And um, and it, it, having also just reread it, and as you guys also read it fairly recently, but like it's, I mean, it's brutal, right, in the comic book, but it's really just like one page. Yeah. of like someone having their spine ripped out, head knocked off, whatever, which is still gruesome and awful. And I wouldn't want to have been there. Um, but the show just dials it up to 11. It makes this an extended sequence of, am, am I allowed to say it? Right? We can say it now. Spoilers yeah. ahoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Omni-Man just completely destroying the Guardians of the Globe, um, like showing no mercy. And it was... It's hard to say. I wish I could bring someone in that hasn't read the comics because on one hand, like I had the the visual of what happened in the comics in my head when I was watching this. And, and even though I couldn't remember all the exact details, like I was comparing it unconsciously. Um, but for someone that's brand new to Invincible, I feel like it, it really must have been like a WTF moment. Uh, for them because it was just so uh, they spent so much time on it and drawing it out and I, I think also because having read the comics I have such a, a much more familiarity with Omni-Man and the path he takes mm-hmm. through the series like 
it hurt. It was like revisiting, you know, like, you know, like in the past, there was this really terrible thing that happened, but time kind of massaged it a bit. You know, the murder <laughs> of all your friends, like by another friend, like you just kind of put it under the rug a little bit and then it brings it back and you're just like, I, I probably should hate this person. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I went into watching episode one, not knowing that was going to happen. So I was like sitting there like, what? Oh, great. Uh, you guys said you all read it yeah. after the, you start watching yeah, the show. So yeah. I, I brought you in already. Yeah. Continue. Uh, I was like, what? What's going on? Like, I, 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 from kind of context, knew that there was something going on with Omni-Man, but I was like watching that. I'm like, okay, this is the greatest argument for why Superman can just destroy the Justice League if you ever wanted to. For mm-hmm. one. Two, he just destroyed everybody with like minimal effort because I, I, I want to get this argument on record on record on an episode because I've heard on some other shows, people being like, Oh, you know, uh, Oh, you know, there um, is no way that Omni man, you know, is, is, is that strong and everything because like, look, look what the guardians did to him. And I'm like, I think he let them oh, beat him sure. up. Because oh, every sure. time he went to go do a killing blow, it was there was no stopping him. Like he killed everyone when he wanted to, right. and I'm like, I think he wanted to get beat up so he could have the scapegoat of, oh, I got beat up too. I'm it's just lucky that, enough that to survive. Of wink, For wink. sure. And I think also with Omni Man, as they kind of established through, throughout the show, is that he is conflicted you know it, it, it's a, at the very least there's a seed that's been planted in him from his life on earth that you know he's he's potentially i'll say potentially having doubts mm-hmm. uh about his his place in the viltrum empire so when you get to that moment in, in season one the viewer especially viewers of the show really don't have a good angle on it. i don't think you even really know much about filter uh, does he give his i think he, i can't it's been a while since i watched for does he give he, his speech he gives his speech to Mark. There, there's a flashback where he explains to Mark, you know, where you know he comes from, you know, that he'll get his powers and stuff like that. He gives the, you know, the Viltrumites are, you know, a we're we're, we're a race that go out and help everybody, and we're here to, you right. know, help and blah blah blah, all a ton of lies. We find out <laughs> later, right? So, um, so but but knowing Omni Man's path, like. I, I do think that there was some hesitation there because as he says later on the show, like these were my friends, like they're my compatriots. I fought alongside them. Uh, and you can tell in an episode eight, especially like um, both the animators and JK Simmons and JK Simmons. Right. I was a little, I love JK Simmons just to be clear. Um, but also I felt in the early episodes, I wasn't quite feeling him as Omni man, but as the show went on and then the way that he was able to carry the range of Omni-Man's like anger and frustration and, and, and maybe even a little bit of sadness in there, of course, like, I think he did a really, really good job and was paired with the animation really well. Mm. I, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I love J- this. Um, I don't think we're going to give this voice cast enough credit, by the way, throughout this episode. I mean, we're, we're, we're probably going to praise him here and there, but this is an amazing voice cast. Um, mm. Oh yeah. To to just say the least, but no, I I, I liked Omni Man. I I like I said, as it went on, I think he it it became like I wasn't thinking of um him banging his fist on the desk and saying I need pictures of Spider Man. It was <laughs> it was him tapping his head saying Think Mark Think. 
Right. Instead, by the end of it, which once again, I will continue to point out, this is the most memed show in recent his in recent memory for me, which we'll probably get to that near the end as just for fun stuff. Um, Eric, any more thoughts on the end of the first episode you want to point out? Um, yeah, you know, up until that final fight, I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, I was really drawn in. And it, when that fight started, I'm like, okay, what's going on with Omni Man? Why? I, I, what's going on with this guy? Everything like that. And then they start the fight enough, and I'm like, okay, this is a good fight so far. This is really cool. But it's when he crushes the what was the the, the, the Flash Red guy's Rush. name? I, Red I was Rush. like, I can't even remember. I can't even remember his name at this point. As soon as he crushed his skull, I think I audibly went, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and uh, and as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, that immediately clued me into what was going to be awaiting and what this show was going to be and what this series and probably and i was like and probably the comic too is going to be like and about so that made me realize oh this isn't just like another superhero thing like they're going to be visceral they're not going to hold back and then yeah as the fight went on um i was like yes this is absolutely not what i was expecting and i need more so that's a, a great point so uh don't quote me on, i think the the quote Maybe not exactly, but Robert Kirkman at one point described Invincible as a PG story with occasional moments of hard rated R. Um, I, mm. And I think it's that <laughs> like you get to that point and it just becomes it, when, when it when it gets bloody, it gets visceral. You yeah. know, it, it doesn't really shy away from it. But at other points, you almost get lulled into a false sense. Like Even though I knew it was coming. There was something in that conversation where I was just like, no, 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 we just got introduced to these guys. They're not, they're not dead yet. No, don't get, no, no. Like, right. Um, so it still hits because it, it takes just enough time to sort of lull you to like, this is a fun superhero show. And then, you know, Mark's like spleen gets ripped open or some mm. shit. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, especially when you're introducing, they're introducing that original guardians of the globe or from the start of the invincible story you see them talking to characters and getting a backstory and you think, Oh, you're going to find out more about this character. And they're, you know, like the, the guy who was from Mars, the, the Martian Martian man who was like with that little girl or whatever, uh, the little homeless girl or, um, just, you see these characters. Yeah. You see these characters like living their lives and you're like, Oh, they're introducing these characters and we're going to find out more. And they're all dead. Well, with the exception of uh, immortal, but still like, yeah, it was just it was crazy, and I like that. Like it, it, well, you're right. It lulls you into the sense of like, oh, we're gonna get some, uh, you know, we're gonna find out more about these characters, and then they're just dead. Well, see, I was wondering. I mean, now after the show's done and reading the comic and everything, I was like, I think it was perfect to end it on episode one like that to end on that. Mm -hmm. But I was like, mm -hmm. if people had read the comics, if they had strung that along for any longer, it would have been weird because the viewers who've never read the comics would get really attached to these characters and then to yank the rug out from under them would have been more intense but i think the at, at end of episode one is perfect because you have this this great moment of and this is something i think the show does a lot better than the comic you have a much more development between mark and omni-man mm -hmm. um or Nolan in the in the show like in, in the comic yeah they're he, he's around and they obviously you know are working together and talking with each other, but this you see him more taking him under his wing and showing him, you know, how to fly, how to do stuff like that. Whereas in the comics, it's just kind of like a frame here, frame there of that. So you get more of that attachment. So it's a bigger, like, wait, what's going on when it right. happens? 
Also, I feel that um, Debbie, uh, Omni-Man's wife, and um, Mark's mom gets a lot more character development and a lot more to do in the show versus the comic. And that's Also, what, mm-hmm. an accomplished uh, real estate agent. Yes. yes. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's great because it gives her more to do than just kind of be around. Right. I mean, she's, she's great in the comic, but she's great later on. She, she right. has her time to shine later on. It's just in the beginning, she's just the wife that's kind of around the house and everything. And this, right. I think made her much more of a character and made certain hits later hit more at a home and be like a more like stinger in my opinion. I don't, I don't know if you have a different opinion as reading the comic. Cause see, no. I, I, I like having you on because you've read this prior to me, <laughs> me, me and Eric have gone into this knowing the, the show now. And it's like, we're, we're, we're jaded against the comic maybe slightly. <laughs> no, no, I, I did think about Debbie a bunch, De- Debbie, Debbie, when Debbie. I, a bunch, when I, when I was watching the show, cause it's, it's one of those things where on one hand that the show did a lot to remix I think a lot within like the first 24 or so issues mm-hmm. of the comic. Like mm-hmm. there's things like Mark going to Mars that I think ha- that happened after issue 12, yep. um, where it is the show itself ends basically on the same note as issue 12. Uh, and Debbie, like you said, is someone who she mostly shows up in like dinner scenes. There's, they never really, there's never any hint that I think of her um, like questioning Omni-Man or anything like that. And for the fact that like Sandra O oh is both a fantastic actress in general and was doing a really good job as Debbie, but you know when you get kind of pigeonholed in that sort of just housewife esque character, um, there's not really a lot of range to go with. So I think what they did was effective and endears you to Debbie a lot more. And I think now hoping that the show, I think which I think it's been renewed for a couple of seasons already. Two but, and three. Like, Two if, and three. If, if, through through three. Um, if they get up into some of the stuff with like, uh, I'm blanking on Mark's uh, future brother's name. Wait, you, you guys got Oliver. 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 Thank you. Okay, I tried, I, I tried to like look at the cut. Co- like I read the first couple <laughs> issues, and then I like went and just like scanned all the covers for like the first fifty issues and be like, oh yeah, that happened, that happened, that happened. But there's just so much that happens in this book, right? There, there is. Um, and and th- that's I, that's I, why it, predicting season two and three is going to be, I think, very hard because it's like, how are they going to do that? But we'll get to that. Right. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think show-wise, I'm much more endeared to Debbie, and I'm very curious, especially given that they're so willing to change things and remix things and pull things from different parts of the series and then bring it clo- uh, sooner in or whatever, um, that she will have the potential to do more and more as the, as the show goes on. And frankly, given the way that the last couple of episodes play out, even though spiritually that they're very on point with what happens in the first 12 ish or the last couple of issues of the book. Um, they also did some new things, um, mm-hmm. like having the global defense agency more involved in the confrontation with Nolan mm-hmm. and the, the Kaiju monster and stuff like that. And I, I'm one of those people when it comes to like adaptations that like, as long as you can capture the spirit more or less, like you can change whatever you want. Like if I really want to go read invincible comics, I'm going to go read invincible comics. The show can keep the essence of the characters alive, but change a little bit of this or that, or add in some new details. I'm fine with that. And and it makes it more exciting, right? Because if I know exactly how things are going to play out, for example, again, spoilers, when uh, Donald gets killed um, in the show, 
Um, I don't remember exactly his trajectory in the comics. I just know he lives uh, a, a lot longer. Uh, and there's there's stuff about him in the comics that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. Um, that will Sorry, yeah, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware of uh, okay. what, what you're hinting at. Okay, okay, okay. So, so that means I mean, he could be back. He could be back. He could be. Uh, so we'll we'll see. So yeah, all I'm trying to say, I guess, in summation, is that I'm uh, I'm fine when shows try to do something a little bit different with the source material, just so that you know I, as someone who is familiar with the source material, can come in and and still be excited. All right. On that note, I I, I like you. You gave me a great segue into this. Uh, from the changes they made from the show, from the comic, what, what were some of your favorites and what do you feel like were maybe misses that we might have not mentioned so far? Because I got a well, good one. I got a good one. Eric, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with this too in a minute. Cool. First off, Sexy Cecil. Only I'm only saying that because right now I happen <laughs> to have the comic up on my tablet and I happen to be looking at a page of memes uh, of which Cecil was on one of them. And I didn't... Cecil is... Uh, he seems a bit more younger yeah. Uh, and and I think the voice uh, is it Walter Goggins? You are one hundred percent correct. I have it pulled up in front of me for name purposes, and oh, you are I'm so you are I'm so bad when it comes to that. it. Took me seven or six episodes before I realized that Art was Mark Hamill. So I'm usually oh, bad with this stuff. Great casting, um, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, but Goggins does a, 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 I never had a voice for Cecil when I was reading the book. He was just, it was this character that like, I never subscribed a lot of importance to, despite the fact that he hangs out for like most of the comic. Mm. Um, and he just mostly was kind of like generic, um, a, not angry. I can't think of the word I'm trying to look for. You know, he's just like the asshole, you know, that's like, you know, and, and, the, and the show kind of, kind of captures the same thing that um, Cecil is trying to fight in a, a world of gray or keep a world of gray or whatever he says in one of the episodes. And I just think that Goggins like really carried that really well. Um, and I don't know. I actually like really like Cecil uh, in the show more so I think than I ever did in the comics. All right, Eric, I'm going to hit you with this. Um, Favorite change from the comic to the show or vice versa? Or that that you wish they had done? I like the portrayal of Amber in the show way more than in the comic. Agreed. Um, I think they they make her much stronger in the show. Uh, In the comic, she just seems like she's there to get in the way of uh, Mark and Eve getting together. Um, I think that... um, there's, I feel like that's going to be more of a conflict going forward uh, mm-hmm. in the show. That's kind of my prediction. I think they're going to build that up a little bit more. And I'm glad because I like her as a character because she's a very strong female character, but she doesn't actually have superpowers. So I'm interested to see if they do anything different with her because I like her way more in the show and I want to see more of her. Um, and I think they've really played up her importance. Like at this point in the comic where the story was, she really hadn't played that much of a role uh and it, it wasn't until after where she started kind of having a little more prominence uh if at all even any sort of appearance i can't remember it's all kind of blending together but uh i do like that she's kind of been in it from the beginning and um i'm, I'm hoping that they're going to keep her around longer and have more for her to do kind of like with uh with um debbie mm-hmm. um for me my my favorite change from the I mean, thing thing that they changed up is just uh, instead of having Rex explode, just having Jason Manzukis be that character. <laughs> uh, I, I I joke, but um, Jason Manzukis is very well known voice. Very like Jason Manzukis is Jason Manzukis, but for some reason it works for Rex explode. Like mm-hmm, I, it I 
I, I got that. And now when I read the comic, I read it with Jason Manzukis voice in my mind Same. now. Same. <laughs> because I feel it, it works because he's just like in the comics, he's just a jerk and he's not like a huge jerk, but he's just jerky enough that you're like, eh, I'm not right. a super fan of him. And I'm like, I feel like that's my same feeling for Jason Manzukis most of the time. Yeah, he's a jerk, and I'm not a super fan of him, but I kind of like having him around. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, though, <laughs> I um I do like how they sped a lot of stuff up and kind of played with a lot of stuff to make it line up better because the comic is great, but it's a very slow burn mm-hmm. in the beginning. Whereas this is a very get, it, it gets on its feet and runs, and that's the difference between a course and a comic. You have more time to layer things out in a show you have to get people hooked and they did that in my opinion hook line and sinker um on that note we had eight episodes to go over many many story arcs in those eight episodes so i want to know from you know i'm I'm gonna throw it to eric favorite storyline they fleshed out also give me your favorite background character you want to see more of in season two or three um (laughs) um so, like from the show, I, I I liked um. Gosh, you know what? It's been so okay. You know what? Honestly, I liked um. You know what? Come back to me on this one because I I need to hear some more because it's it seriously has been long enough that I have completely forgotten what was covered in the show and I've gotten so far ahead in the comic that I'm completely you are you are plowing it. through those compendiums, man. I give you credit for <laughs> that. I, I'm going so fast and honestly, all I can think about other because I mean honestly, it's really just the whole. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll even just say it. it just was the whole thing with Mark going through, um, just finding his powers out, and then leading to the the um, the confrontation with his father. So you're um, going with because, the with the Prime story, the A story. Yeah, because because I mean, really, because what were the B stories? There was the Mars story, which, while I know where that goes, that wasn't that much. Uh, and then with the the uh, the one the, where they go to the other dimension, the the Thraxian dimension, um, that again, not very fleshed out. Uh, so really just the A story for, for this time around. I mean, really, I guess the kind of B story we got the most amount of was, um, when Rex was cloned and I was about to say is now robot and is now robot, which again, all these are kind of tied together, but I, for me that didn't knowing where these, these, those go, I guess they kind of in turn in the, in the, uh, in the framework of the show, I guess they kind of just don't resonate with me as much as just the, a story so that, i guess i guess i'll just go with that mm-hmm. uh so i am excited to see how they um they go with some of these other stories because i mean the whole thing with um monster girl and uh robot being stranded for 700 years in the thraxian dimension was interesting i loved that prediction and... for me season four i think that has to be in season four i think that's going to be a season and, four and, thing and you know what honestly I, I think you're right. And honestly, I think that's going to be like a major thing. Like, I don't think it's going to be like one episode and they're done. Like, I could totally see that being like a major part of that season because that was a, I mean, that took up like several issues. It wasn't right. just like a one off, uh, like, oh, here's a little thing that happened. Like, it, cause I remember I started reading it and I was, and it hit me. I was like, I was like, I think I've read like three issues and we're still like going on with, uh, cause that ends compendium too. Like, that's where mm-hmm. it ends. So. Um, so in the comics just running because it has been a while does it they they disappear and they come back and then Corey walker the artist of the original first seven issues comes back and does backup um chapters of yes. their time in the flaxen world right yes yes but they yes. never yeah. they 
don't explain it immediately. They just right. are not yeah. on good terms with each other. And right. there's a lot of robot... I'm not going to say the other name he goes by at that point. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of robot kind of hinting at him not being completely truthful with everyone else about how long they were there too because i think he lies to cecil about that they and do i think it sound like robot he's always very good <laughs> uh yeah no they i think they said they were there for like a year or they 12, were there i think I, it there was, was 12 they, years they or something it, it was yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, that's it. It was twelve years. They said they were there, but then they were actually there closer to seven hundred. And then, of course, they come back, and Monster Girl has regained her her lost age, and everyone Rex is, is kind of pining after her, and I he's mean, getting all jealous. Robot has aged up. Darn it! Yeah, there mm -hmm. I, I ruined that. Um. <laughs> so no, I mean that I I can see them doing that earlier, just to age those characters up because. If you take them out for like half a season two or half a season three, it doesn't affect too much other stuff. I don't think if I'm thinking correctly to get them aged up. Yeah. Well, we've know. already seen how they've kind of switched things around. Things that yeah. don't happen until like way later in the comic were happening first season and things that happened during that or those arcs, you know, in the in the show you know weren't having a, or whatever at the same time so yeah they could they could totally for the flow of the show because i could see because they're two different mediums they they can flow differently so yeah. i could totally see them rearranging things and pushing it up to um season two if they wanted to i mean they, they can do whatever they want yeah I, they're, I, they're I gone for one or two episodes and then pop right. back it's it's very easy to do i don't know what uh, nick what's, what's what's your opinion on this do you think that's when they uh, could do honestly, earlier or save it i mean on one hand uh, i think i kind of agree more or less with what y'all saying uh, at the same time um they, uh, if, if the show proves to be really popular they could also just do like a four episode or something like side series you know Ooh. to the whole thing so it's like take him out bring him back in what happened this whole time well between seasons find out in this four issue for four episode you know robot and monster girl or whatever special um, I like that idea maybe unlikely to happen but that could be a cool because invincible while it's a fairly self-contained book did did have the occasional i think there was an adam eve miniseries i think rex Blood even had one mm -hmm. um uh, guardians of the globes uh, came and went a couple of times um, so there's there's potential for for spinoffs uh, if if Amazon really wants to go down that route. Tech Jacket right had like his own thing Tech or their jacket. own thing. Um, I think Tech Jacket was his own thing, and then Kirkman was like, okay, they take place in the same universe. Uh, okay, see, I'm <laughs> see that's that's the part of this I'm not familiar with, like the whole like what's because I know there's a reason it's not Science Dog, it's Seance Dog, like because Science Dog is an actual other property now. Or something. Is there, is there, I thought that's the, there's some weird legal thing that they didn't huh. want to mess with, and that's why it's Seance Dog instead. Oh, I honestly, I just like a tongue in tongue in cheek thing to make it different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because well, there's, I think, within the first of the issues, right? There's a bunch of alternate reality marks. Um, uh, yes. Whole kerfuffle with that. Um, and in my mind is so somewhere in my mind, I thought this is one of those alternate reality marks potentially. I like um, that idea. I really like the idea. And we could run into literal, the comic mark at some point too. Right. Like the one I, I, I like I that idea. Remember, I don't remember if the, it ends very well for all the alternate marks. So we uh, might, the evil ones. Know. 
I'm going to say the evil ones, no, get some comeuppance, which that is something they could end season. I don't know. There's so much that happens at one point. Right. It's just one thing after another, after another, after another. And it's like, how are they going to do all this and give each I, of these the breathing yeah. room they need? God, I know. Who's the who's the villain with the big brain that, that does uh, all like the a, alternate reality stuff? Who has not even like, been he feels touched like a season. On. Yeah. He feels like a season all to himself, um, really. Um, but then there's all the stuff with with Oliver that I think would be would naturally probably come out in season two because that's where Possibly uh, I can't the imagine end. they won't follow up with Omni Man. So I mean that's where he goes to that mm-hmm. planet. Um, and then so maybe Angstrom Levy would be like a season three. Well, baby. I could see them doing Angstrom like the first part of Angstrom's story mm, in no, like true, season true. two because. They got to give the, in my opinion, they got to give the Omni Man time, like some time for him to be away, right. instead of just immediately bring him back. So that's why I see like maybe season two ending with the Omni Man return stuff. But then I'm like, there's a whole season of stuff there that we need to fill up with. So that's true. That's true. Even like a halfway do? halfway through the season, just check in on Omni Man yeah. uh, or something. But um, no. But go, going back, sorry. I, I, I like the discussion. I don't want to take away from it, but going back real quick, Nick, same question to you. Favorite arc, favorite background character. Eric, did you say your favorite background character that you want to oh, see more of? I'm trying to think because, again, I'm, I'm having the comic cloud my um, my judgment. Um, you know who I want to see more of because he's had a way more prominent role is the um, – and why am I blanking on it? The the devil detective. Ah, uh, dark blood. Yes, because he's not. He was in the comics. Now that I start thinking about it, uh, he was like kind of there in the beginning, and then he just kind of disappeared. But then, yep. of course, he got seanced away, and he he played a much larger role in in the show. So I am very interested to see what they do with him because I definitely feel like he's got a bigger role to play in in the greater show. So do you want me to yeah. go, go ahead? Because I, I, I have a rumor mill thing that I was going to say, but go ahead. No, no, go, go for it. I, I was just kind of like in a wistful, like, yeah, I'm curious what they could do. Uh, there's okay, a rumor mill that since, of course, Robert Kirkman is working on the show as well. And that's why he's like trying to move stuff around, trying to do stuff maybe better the second time around. You know, it has a better flow to it. There's a rumor that he um, always wanted to have more focus on Damien Darkblood, that he felt that, you know, he was a wasted character because he was set up for the joke of like, he figures out that it was Omni-Man after everyone already knew. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to give him more stuff in the show. And the rumor <laughs> is they're going to go to hell to get him back. Possibly was a story idea floated. That, that would be fun. That people like mm. the, the teen team or the globe guardians of the globe have to go to hell to get him back. So they could have an adventure in hell or something, which would that be interesting. Be it would be interesting, though. I mean, if you you think of like the stinger at the end of of the last episode of the show, like they set up all these other conflicts yeah. and, and 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 through lines that that they that they haven't resolved yet. That I mean, would probably all take 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 care of a season of themselves. I wonder when they would have the time uh, to do it, unless they expand the episodes in the show. I mean, they're like forty five ish minute episodes, which mm-hmm. actually was kind of long yeah. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but good. I feel most of them chugged along at a pretty good pace. I never, I never felt any of them though. I was like, how much is left in this? Like all of them, it was like they they chugged along. For for me, they chugged along pretty well, and I was always like, mm-hmm. oh man, it's almost over. Darn. Um, yeah. That was for me. 
Uh, Nick, going to you with this with this same same question. What was your favorite storyline um, that, that 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 was in here, and who's your favorite kind of background character you want to see more of in the later season? So favorite storyline uh, was probably episode five that actually hurt, uh, which is the one where Invincible teams up with uh, Titan, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the I don't know mobster, whatever you want oh, to call. I forgot about that. Take out <laughs> Machine Head, uh, and I mean that's an episode where like. And it's something that I think Invincible, both the show and the comic, does pretty well, is that like you feel like you're kind of on a comfortable road and then a volcano erupts and destroys everything, right? Like you just like you expect trouble to happen, like there's gonna be some conflict, but then you get to this point and just like people are getting their asses kicked and like ripped apart and just like it's heavy, it's hurtful. Um, like poor Mark just gets the crap kicked out. Good thing he heals fast because yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um but that episode, um, which again, I think is something that does happen in the comics, but happens after issue 12. Yep. So they're bringing it closer uh, and, and playing up some of those relationships earlier on. I think that the episode was really effective uh, for that. Because also it took the time, because trying to think of the first 12 issues, I mean, there are certain sort of mundane elements to it, but I think with in back in the day with Kirkman, with the way he was playing with it, was just sort of like, you know, the father is Superman and the kids, whatever, Superboy, and like, but they show up <laughs> for dinner and they ask for the potatoes to be passed, right? Like, it's that kind of mundane. Whereas this was between all the aliens and Martians or whatever, Omni-Man crap, like this was just like, by the way, like people have struggles and here's this little sort of crime beat story that kind of blows up. I, you know, oh, and what, what character would, would you like to see make a return back kind of background character, a character we didn't really get enough time with, in your opinion, that could mm, show back up? Yeah, I feel like Damien Darkblood's a, 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 an easy one because he, he was interesting. Also looks completely different in the show mm. than he does in, yes. the comic. Mm. in the comic. I was like, wait, who the heck's this guy? Um, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. I guess, uh, yeah, definitely Dark Blade. I, I, of the Guardians, I'm a little bit more interested in... Um, the, 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 they were male in the comics, um, but the shrinking the, the character. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they changed the design, and she actually looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't really have a lot to do um, in, in the show, but I, I would be curious to see if they would explore her at all. Um, I... I would be because I feel like that's a character that doesn't even get that much flushed out in them in the actual comic. No, right. not at all. Yeah, they they because I know that like, um, Adam Eve gets a backstory, Rex Blow gets backstory, Monster Girl gets backstory. Kate, I mean, Duplicate has more going on with her later on. I don't think they ever give her a full backstory, if I remember. Maybe they do. I don't think so. With Duplicate. I think but, it's just sort of her present traject, her future trajectory. But they 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 give her more to do. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Robot has his stuff going on, which we saw a lot of in here, and we get a lot of in the comics. Um, for me, I I like the um, I don't want to say the A story is in with Noland and Mark. I I want to see more of that love triangle continue to develop with mm-hmm. Amber, mm-hmm. Eve, and Mark because of the fact that I thought it was done, and then it came back. So I'm like, yeah. oh. And then I read the comics, and I'm even more like, oh, how are they going to do this in the show? Because this is a completely different character. 
from the comics right. version. Uh, as for characters I want to see more of in the next season, um, I don't think they're going to make an appearance. So I'm, I'm going to do one that I think is likely and one that is completely unlikely. Um, Battle Beast. Mm. Oh, I love Battle Beast. Battle Beast is awesome in the comic, and he appears so infrequently that when he shows up, you're just like, I mean, for me, I'm like, oh, Battle Beast is here. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's so that's me with, with him. So so having him show back up would be awesome because he's um he's portrayed, of course, as a villain in the um that actually hurt. In all honesty, in the show, he just wants a good fight. I mean, sorry, in the comic, he just wants a good fight. Yeah. And um, the, he he's a good guy in the sense of he's they're fighting strong bad guys, so that's where his parameter lies. Um, but the one I I, I definitely want to see more of, and I feel we will get more of, is the Mauler twins. I mm. find their yeah. their stuff very amusing. I find their whole gimmick awesome, and if we do get stuff with Angstrom Levy, they are definitely involved in that. So. They are, I think, the more likely ones I, I, I want to get more of, and I feel like we will. So Because they're they're good villains that are fun to have. Or, like, they're fun villains for me. Like, there's something to where it's like, they're a threat, but, I mean, are they? Sort of thing. I just like it because they're, they're really brutish, but they're also really smart. They're kind of like a pair of evil... Hulks, yeah. but like you know, once he once he's like regained, once he's kind of like like you know when when he has the mind of Bruce Banner, it's like that. He's not quite as strong as the Hulk, but there's two. Are they? They aren't, but there's two of them, and they kind of have all that. So I do like them, and I do love the bickering between them about who's the who's the yeah, and, and that not. and I like that that love drives that. the both of them to to yeah. kind of outdo each other. So and right. then I like I, said, I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a point in the comics where you can tell which is the original, and that doesn't end well. Right. Or which is the quote unquote <laughs> original and that doesn't end well. Um I I wanted to say Alan too, but I'm like I, I said Alan when we discussed this originally before the show even ended, like way back when in Zingness. And I think I'm just saying that because of the fact that Seth Rogan I mean Yeah, he, Alan he, Alien is Yeah. It's it's it's, uh, it's yeah. Seth Rogan as I think one because Seth Rogan apparently is a huge huge fan of uh invincible like if you watch the uh paul movie he did the voice for the alien in mm-hmm. uh, i get um one of the characters is wearing an invincible shirt and this is like way back when paul was a relevant thing to talk about <laughs> so that's 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 just something i noticed um i i, I want to kind of get one more thing in there before we kind of get our final like what, what we think is going to come in season two uh, there is still rumors going around that they are going to do a live action movie. Um, yay or nay from you, Nick. I'm going to go with Nick for this one. Yay or nay on a live action movie adaptation. Yeah, uh, I mean, the cartoon has been fun. I'm one of those people where I can always take it or leave this stuff. Like it's a great comic, not to say it couldn't make a great movie or a great cartoon so far. It's made a great cartoon. Um, so at the end of the day, as long as the movie's good, I'll take more invincible. Uh, Eric, yay or nay? Uh, because the show has just started, I feel like it's not really needed right now. Uh, I agree. I think if there's a, the, the more people that find out about this, the better. Like I'm, mm. I'm only sad that I just now found out about it. But same. At the same time, I don't think they need after this. You know, this sort of long running comic is finally getting a cartoon series that's uh, exposing a lot of people to it. 
Um, I think that's fantastic. I don't, you know what, let this, let that series in, then maybe consider doing a live action, uh, movie or a series of movies. But I say for now, no, uh, my opinion, I'm going to go with drum roll against it. I don't think they should do it. I think it's an unfilmable thing. I want to throw it up there with, um, as Watchmen. Watchmen was uh, for a long time, and in some people's opinions, maybe some people on this podcast opinion, maybe. not me, um, <laughs> they still didn't do a good job with the movie adaptation of it. I, I just, I don't think you could cut this out, because I know that there's people that are diehard Invincible fans that are upset about, why didn't we get the teacher uh, blowing up the kids with the bombs on them? Why, why, hmm. why wasn't that in the show? And I'm like, it... it it wouldn't. It wouldn't have made sense. There's a vague mention of it, I think, in a newscast. If you listen in the background, but I'm like, it. It wouldn't have made sense within the show. Like the show cut what fat it needed to and went on. Like the show exists, right. I think, great as the show. And like I said, the comics exist. I, I just. I don't think you could. You, you could do the movie justice and give this series room to breathe. I mean, we could get. I think eight to ten seasons out of this, depending on how they right. want to do it. Right. So, um. Oh, yeah, I already went through it. I was like, I need to go back to somebody. But no, I don't. Um, for final thoughts on this episode, I want to go around the room and uh, predictions for season three and four. What do you, who do you think we're going to see? Who is Who are you excited to see that we haven't mentioned yet? We are dipping very deep into spoiler territory with this one. So if you are not familiar with the comic, you have been warned. All right. Um, thank you. Uh, since you did the sound effects, Eric... Who do you, what do you want to see out of a season three or four? What, what is your, like, where, where do you want season three to be a cliffhanger on so we can guarantee ourselves a four and five? I want to, you mean two and three, because all we have is they confirm two and three. Yeah. So, so we can get guaranteed a four and five. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're picking up so what I'm putting I, down. So I see, I see them. I can almost see them ending season two with um mark ending up on the uh the planet when he sees uh what's his name again when he sees Omni-Man. nolan again nolan. and meets uh, him and that whole arc of them stopping the same are the saints <laughs> my dragon you're, balls you're getting close. mixed up in my invincible <laughs> when the viltrumites come to try and uh get nolan uh, and then i then ultimately he does end up getting captured i could see that being how they end that and then him you know coming back to earth with oliver uh i could see that them kind of being the end of season two there uh season three god i'm trying to think again once this has been the biggest issue with me is like it's sort of like when i binge watch a show where i can't tell individual episodes apart i'm just sort of like oh this kind of thing because i'm like because so i'm trying to think of what else would be in there would that be would that be the end of season three or would that be, be the end of season two because i also think I do want to see more about the the because Vil- getting to know the Viltrumites more and everything. I also just got to the scene with Anissa. Mm, mm, and, yes, and I know what you're talking about. I got about. to that, and it was. I was like, "Are they going there?" And I'm like, "I that I feel like almost might be later because it's so far in." But who knows? They've been switching everything around. So I mean, they've already gone the 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 violent the super violence route. So I mean, I, I mean that's that's going to be a a powerful thing if they're if they put it into the episode because I, I feel like they've been able to amplify anything that's been kind of shocking through through the series so um 
I could see that kind of somehow leading into it. I'm still in the middle of the repercussions of that and how he is dealing with that incident. So they they continue on throughout. I think the rest of the series, almost to be honest. Yeah, and I feel like and I feel like there is a resolution to it, but I don't know what it is. So I don't know what's going to happen. So I see that being like kind of a major arc because I I do feel like they've been able to really be, having the different voice actors in there who've all done a fantastic job. I think they've been able to really convey even more of the emotion that you see um, and the sort of the psychological impacts that they have on being superheroes and murdering each other and all that kind of stuff like that. So I think that 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 incident is going to become even stronger in the show. And I'm interested to see if they pull it up to be a little sooner or if they push it back, kind of like it's further back in the actual comic series. So things I'm interested to see. All right. So no conquest, you don't think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, guess not. I don't know. We'll see. All right, because that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, and I'll get to that <laughs> in a second. Nick, what about you? Uh, so I'm definitely excited to see Oliver. I've always liked Oliver. <laughs> um, season two. So they tease conquest in one of the when uh, in uh, Nolan's uh, speech at the end of the show. Ooh. I mean. They just show him in a flashback, so like you know he's a thing. Uh, and I feel like, given how season one really remixed a lot of stuff between like and really like the first twenty four issues, I could see season two sort of being like you know tw- issue roughly twenty five uh, to fifty. So we could jump through a lot of material relatively quickly. They might have to pick and choose some stuff. Um, but... Conquest, if Conquest isn't in season two, I think he's a definite season three contender. Um, I also, something I think to mention is, and I, I'm, I'm, I have the color cover gallery up again, I'm trying to look, but there was, a, uh, Kirkman wanted to do a riff on comic book events, of which Marvel and DC oh. are very well known, for doing like six issues here, but then 15 different times, blah, 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 blah. He's right. like, I need to do a whole event in one issue. Uh, and it's a pretty, pretty crazy issue, right? Like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. happens in that one. So I'm curious if the show would try to do anything unique with that as well. Like, cause that, cause that issue could be an entire season itself, really yeah. in some ways. Um, but mm-hmm. I could also see maybe wanting to play and, um, you know, try and get it all in one episode as well. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I'm definitely curious to see when we get to that point. All right. Here's my prediction. Here's my crazy out there prediction. And this is, I'm, I'm trying to keep everything in line and they could throw something, a wrench in here very easily. Oh, uh, what character w- would you want to see? Like dream character get, 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 get to see Nick. Oh, uh, well, I guess all Oliver. Oh yeah. I you, mean, you I, did it's inevitable, Oliver. but, but Oliver, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I always like when family dynamics like that get kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so for me, I am going with, um, I think Angstrom will be introduced midway through the second season or very early in the second season, setting him up for a return in season three to set up the Invincible War, ending with Conquest showing up, cliffhanger ending, starting season four with the um, Conquest fight. That's my prediction. That's a really... Huge jump, but I think that's how I could do it. Uh, ending season two on the note of Nolan um, coming back into the picture and everything. So, um, so Oliver would be around for season three. 
that's that's my guess on where they're going to go with this. And also that, that, that gives time for the whole Amber Eve thing to kind of come wave, waver and go back and forth if it needs to. Um, am I correct on that? I don't think so. I just think that they could, because if they end season three with Conquest, like just showing up, not fighting him, just showing up and then cut to black. <laughs> Just hovering over. Yeah, because everyone freaked out over just seeing him in the flashback. Mm. Like, I mean, I knew who he was from just, like, context and everything. But I know that there was a ton of people freaking out over the fact that they just showed him. Not named, just showed him. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I, I think I see where they're going with it. And like I said, I could see them doing that. I think it would be, in my opinion, I think that's the way they could go. Who knows where they're going to go with this, this... This from the um this this entire series is off the rails and everything. I'm I'm loving it. I'm so so glad I got into the show and I'm so glad I took the time to read the comics. I just regret the fact that I got into it so late, but am happy of the fact that I have all of it available to me instantly because as Nick said, and this is something I've heard from other people, when it was being released issue by issue, it was a wait and it wasn't up in the air on whether it would ever continue or not. So that stress I don't have, but now I have the stress of waiting to see when we get new episodes. Uh, any final thoughts, Nick, on Invincible? Uh, I just wish David would read it. Yes, I think that's all of our wishes by the end of this. Yeah, I, I, I hope he listens to this ep- this podcast, this episode, and, and, and knows that hey, at the end, we're all rooting for him to, 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 to finally read and complete Invincible. I mean, just... I mean, he... I, I reached out to him and he was like, no, 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 you need my host, my, my, my co-host for this. You need Nick. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, cause I, I, I figured he would be into this and I'm surprised. And like I said, it's, it's something, I mean, it, the, I feel invincible fans, like ones that have read the comics are few and far between, but when you find one, it's like a, it's like a, you know, a, a, a distant, you know, two, two ships at sea kind of seeing each other and being like, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, there, there, there's somebody else out here. Um, right. I think barring like probably the people that were, have been slowly reading the book since the first issue and had to like wait issue to issue. But for people, even like myself, you know, I discovered it later on and like, once you you're hooked, you're and, like, you have, I had to, I really think in like a week ish, I had caught up on absolutely whatever was out and available at the time. So like once it sinks your claws into, you can't stop until you're caught up and then you're just left sort of empty and existential. <laughs> all right for you david if you're listening we just want you to feel empty and existential is Ex- that so much i oh, got so much to ask from him uh eric any final thoughts on invincible yeah show I, or I, comic there 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 i gave you gave you the option what was that show or the comic i gave you the option okay uh you both i'm very excited to see just as far as I am, I've covered in the comic everything that has been in the show, but I've seen how different it is, and I'm very interested to see. Because by the time the second uh, season is out, I'll be well done with the comic. I mean, I'll probably be done with the comic by the time this episode actually uh, goes live. <laughs> so I am very interested to see what they're going to do to make changes. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of I'm, I'm already like having starting to get that kind of happiness and dread that existential dread for the end of the, Oh my God, this is not going to be much more in my life anymore. Uh, when it's done. 
but uh, it's been I'm I'm very excited to see where they go with everything. Um, it's great. Uh, yes, uh, if you have even remotely considered watching the show and or reading the comic, you should do both. Um, it's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, in fact, I was going to read some earlier and I didn't get a chance to. So uh, I'm hoping this weekend I can get a nice, uh, nice chunk of time to just sit down and uh, probably finish it. Uh, Eric, a uh, scale of one to ten of you rereading it. I, I'm definitely a ten because this, this is the kind of thing that I would like to go back and read once I know everything that's going on just to kind of like you like you know just when you know where omni-man goes compared to where he was when the the comic started like knowing all those kind of things and catching little things like that um i probably will i once it's done i will probably put it down for a good long while but mm-hmm. maybe right before season two comes out whenever that is uh maybe i'll maybe i'll go back and get another read because uh, this this both the show and the comic are really good at um they're they're really Johnny Appleseed of planting seeds that grow yes. into mighty yes, trees later mm-hmm. of uh, content. So I think I used that terminology the last time we talked about this too. And, and one last thing I'll say is I am kind of sad that I never got to read it issue by issue because some of these some of the um, some of the issues the way they end. I mean, I'm able to flip the page on my iPad and boom, I'm on. I'm I'm at the resolution, but I'm like people had to wait months sometimes to get these resolutions and um there was one in particular recently and i won't say anything in case of spoilers but there was one issue that it ended and i was like oh my god and then that was like the last page of the of the issue and i went yes i would be really mad if i had to wait and that was where it was i would not know what to think for the the next month so i I, it's weird because i I don't want you to say but i feel like i know exactly which issue and and the the book has a ton of those types of endings but yeah i feel like i really know which one you're talking about without even saying it specifically we'll discuss uh, it yeah recording yeah (laughs) all right um nick i've already done your final thoughts on this so done, Eric. So that means it's up to me now for my final thoughts on Invincible. Um, I'm going to throw this out there because the comparison was made on a previous episode of Zingness. Um, this is far superior to The Boys. Just throwing that out there. Uh, the Boys is great live action, all of this, but that's more of a deconstruction of superheroes where this is a more traditional super- superhero story. And I never had any interest in reading The Boys comics. This, I was like, I need more. I need more right now. So that's why I think that even though they are similar, according to some people's opinion, uh, she is not here at the moment, but I know somewhere she's <laughs> cursing my name. Um, Ellie is out there somewhere. She, I know she's lurking. But um, I feel like this is a completely different show once you get into it. And on the surface, oh, yeah, it's a bloody show that's uh, comics for adults. But once you get down to it, there's there's more there than just that. Where I feel that The Boys is a satire slash deconstruction of that. So there's me pushing up my nerd glasses. Um, those are my final thoughts on this. Uh, Nick, we're going to let you let you tell people where, where to find more from you. But before we do that, uh, solve an argument real quick. Which costume for Invincible is better? the His original or the blue and black? Oh, I mean, it's the original. For sure, I, I don't. Dang I, don't it. Mind the, I don't mind the blue and black at all. Like it, it's sleek. Uh, it's I guess slightly more simplified, but the the original one's just too iconic. You know. 
I like the blue and black. I just feel it seems edgier. I, I feel like, like it's that it's, 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 it's sort that of edgy like, turn. It's 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 sort of like how like there's a bu- a bunch of like say Spider-Man costumes that are that are probably maybe objectively like cooler looking aesthetically than like his original classic duds, but at the same time it's like hard to resist returning to those classic duds. Yeah, know? which he does do in the comic. So yes, on that, um. All right, so so that solved an argument. I think um, we're technically tied if you include Ellie's vote, but she did not read nor watch the show, so don't know if I'm going to count that. So congratulations, <laughs> Eric. You're in the lead right now with which... Um, I know. <laughs> which one's better? All right, Nick, where can people find more from you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so people can, like I said, the podcast is called Hit Me One More Time. You can find us at hitmeonemoretime.com or on the social sphere at Hit Me One More Pod. Um, and we'd really love it if uh, people checked us out. So am I correct in saying that the artwork for your show was done by a Phyllis Rude? Yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis uh, or Philippe. Maybe he might go by. Rude uh, did, in fact, draw the artwork for it. There you go. I think we have consecutively made three references and having him on the show. Three times in a row. I think we did it again. Um, We'll see what (laughs) happens next week. Uh, On that note, Eric, where can people find more from you? You can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. And you can, of course, find Zygnus wherever great podcasts are found. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook, uh, definitely check out the Patreon. Uh, we have some content on there, so check that out. And um, keep forgetting. Oh, yes, send us your questions. We're doing uh, Ask Us Anything coming up soon. So send us your questions. We will answer them. We got some good ones in so far. Want to get some more. So send those in to us. Of course, email is the best for that. And that is zingthis at gmail.com. And um, I guess on that note, uh, we'll have some more nerdy topics for you next week. Uh, if nothing gets in our way, it will be an E3 episode. Yes, we'll finally discuss oh, the events yeah. of E3. All the dust is settled. What gaming company came out on top? What's the best trailer you saw? We'll talk all about it next week on Zing This. Back. the show.